RadioInfluence.com. Why, Crusher, it's good to see you. You're listening to Crush Performance with the Crusher, Jeff Crushell. Get in on the talent grid and text Crush at 10 12 60 with your questions, comments, or smart ass remarks. And welcome to Crush Performance, everybody. I am Jeff Crushell, and we're your weekly source for performance information. Hey, if you want to reach out to us, do so. Questions, comments, smart remarks, we love them all. Crushperformance.com is the website. Info at Crush Performance is the email. Follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Crush, and on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, search out Crush Performance, and we will connect there. Or if you have a topic or something you'd like us to investigate, let us know. We may dedicate a segment or an entire episode to your idea, or maybe a series of episodes. We've done it before. And again, that's the great partnership we have with our audience. We try to get you guys thinking about things that you might not be thinking about, but you also challenge us as well. So please do get to us. And as we head into 2021, it might be more important than ever. We're all facing different things out there, and this is a year like no other. We all know it. But let's figure out how we can look at 2021 and really capitalize and move forward. We've been talking about it since this madness began. You know, ways to look at it and turn it into an opportunity, not just for better performance, but for raising the ceiling of potential for years to come for you as an individual, for your team, for your organization, whatever it might be. I think sometimes we underestimate the power of what we're able to accomplish and not just in the good times. That's sort of what we do as human beings. We learn to adapt and adjust in the good times, but overcoming adversity, that's a skill. That's a real skill that you can hone, develop, and learn. And it just makes you stronger and better for sport and everything beyond. And we've currently been living through one of the most adverse times in this generation. And going into 2021, we want to sort of set the stage. And each year we pick a theme or a couple of themes that the show focuses on. Uh, We dedicate a show or a couple shows each month to attacking and understanding and digging down deep in these themes. And for 2021... We will have two major themes, the brain game and talent development. And they really do go hand in hand. I truly do believe, you know, if you listen to the show, that the greatest potential for pushing human performance forward lies within our understanding and our ability to train the brain and the technology that's now allowing us to do that. And you can go back and listen to our brain game series from a month back. Uh, We talked with some of the world's top experts trying to set the stage for 2021 and get a better understanding of what the brain and brain performance is really all about. You have the brain, the physical brain itself. And our understanding of the brains come a long ways. We have a lot to learn about the nervous system, the brain, and how it actually works. There's a lot we don't know. Probably more we don't know than, than we actually do know when it comes to the brain and how it functions. But then you also have the mind. And that's the, that's the things that the brain does. Our personality, our approaches, our, our moods, our strategies, the way we think, so much to encompass there. And it's all really, really important when it comes to understanding human performance. So the brain's going to be a really, really big conversation next year. And so is talent development, because let's face it, um, talent development in terms of scientific research is a fairly new game. And what we understand about talent right now is the fact that we really don't understand talent. We don't understand talent development. And we've got a a whole 
network of people who really, really have gone to specializing in this area. And it's going to be a very important topic moving forward, not just for sport. Talent development has implications in anything humans do, whether it's sport, music, art, academics, business, anywhere people are trying to improve and get better at something. It could be anything. Our trade workers, our lawyers and accountants, our entrepreneurs, it's going to be fascinating look into the brain game. So what's going to happen is we're going to dedicate a show or a couple shows each month to one or both of our major themes. And all the regular crush stuff will still continue. The, the, the crush war on sugar, it was a major theme three or four years ago as the obesity epidemic really came to light. And listen to me carefully. This is a war we're losing still. So the crush war on sugar will continue. And, and again, it's one of our most important themes uh, because it's impacting everybody. And once we get on the other side of COVID, we have major, major issues we need to address. And maybe our alignment and our strategies dealing with the global pandemic of COVID might help us deal with the global pandemic of obesity, diabetes, and Alzheimer's and everything that's associated with our health, health and diet. And sugar is one of the main culprits there. And we just decided to attack sugar, but... Uh, the conversation goes much wider than that. And of course, we'll do all of our regular crush cool things, new research, new books, new science, your questions. We'll address it all. Uh, and today is no exception. Today, we've got to kick the show off. Uh, the NBA season is about to begin. And you know, at the start of every professional sporting season, we like to break it down. The stories we're watching, the players we're watching, the teams we're watching, and why. And it's not about winning or losing and our watching our favorite teams. We do have favorite teams. I have a favorite teams that I love to watch. But from the crush performance perspective, we're watching the stories, the teams, and the players to watch and the stories behind those teams to learn as much as we possibly can about dealing with adversity, about aspiring and restructuring and you know improving performance. There's so much to learn when you watch the pros. So today, with the NBA season right around the corner, we're going to be looking at our players, teams, and storylines to watch this year. And of course, it is the holiday season, one of our favorite times of the year, mainly because we get to talk about the Crush Top 10 Gift Ideas for the Athlete on your gift list this year, and we'll start that countdown today. And then later in the show, we are going to continue our very important conversation on dealing with this COVID downtime. Most of the world's back into a lockdown. And we're going to continue this very important discussion coming off of last week's conversation with player agent and founder of Link Management, Manny Schmidt, on things you can do to deal with this downtime as an athlete, as a parent, as a coach, as somebody who's running an organization, a sport and beyond. It could be your students at school, your employees at work. This is a tough time for everyone. And we're going to talk with sports psychology specialist John Stevenson from Zone Performance about some of the strategies he's incorporating with his clients and his professional athletes. Again, you know, we often say, if you want to know what to do, look to the pros. They're just a bunch of people who have specialized in their craft. And the resources available to them are incredible. There's a lot to learn there. Sometimes there's a lot to learn about what not to do. But for the most part, if you're trying to strive and improve, there's a lot to learn by looking at the world's top performers and not just in sport. We'll talk to John about concepts, strategies, and approaches that we can all use right now to overcome and persevere in these challenging, challenging times. All right. So that's going to be a great discussion coming up. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. And speaking of looking to the pros, why don't we jump to the NBA and the crush top things to watch in this 2021 NBA season? 
There are so many storylines, teams, players that we could be following this NBA season that it would be all-consuming. But from the crush performance perspective, we like to look at things that we might be able to learn from. So why don't we crack into our list here? I think one of the things we're really going to be watching this year in terms of the teams is the Pelicans. You know, they've got a bunch of young stars there. There's a ton of potential. And of course, it's Zion Williamson's second year in the NBA. The first year was actually pretty good. He didn't play much, though, only appearing, I think, in about 24 games. But going into last season, he was probably the most hyped rookie since LeBron. He was our number one NBA player to watch last year. And just after picking him in the draft, the Pelicans came out and made a statement that Zion would be the savior of the organization. And we just thought, wow, no pressure there, (laughs) right, for this young kid coming into the NBA. And of course, one of the concerns with Zion was the potential for injury. And sure enough, he suffered a torn meniscus that really limited his ability to play in his playing time last year. So we'll watch Zion and the Pelicans this year to see if they can take that young core and really, really get to where they want to go. And hopefully Zion is healthy and can work his magic. So we watch the Pelicans with great interest. We're also going to be watching the Golden State Warriors for a number of reasons, of course. You know, just in their previous record, we want to see if it's sustainable. You know, we talk about dynasties in sport. Well, these are one of the teams to watch for sure. And they don't have the biggest payroll, but man, they are deep in talent. And of course, Steph Curry is going to be well-rested. What is a well-rested Steph Curry going to look like? We're about to find out, and I'm pretty excited for the Golden State Warriors, so we'll be watching watching them with great interest. Of course, we'll be watching the L.A. Clippers as well. And again, L.A. is such a beautiful basketball market, right? I mean, so many good things, storylines come out of L.A. that we have to watch the Clippers as well for a couple of reasons, of course. A new head coach, and this is going to be interesting to see if uh, the new coach can come in and get get this chemistry aligned and get this team working in the direction they need to go with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. These guys are going to be a force to be reckoned with if they can bring it all together. Again, talk about young players coming into the league. Talk about new coaches on a team. And we all know the NBA with their small rosters, it's really, really critical that that team chemistry is there. And there's probably no sport like the NBA where players drive what happens inside of the organization more than any other sport. So we're going to watch LA Clippers for sure, because we want some huge rivalries and huge stories coming out of LA. So of course we'll scurry across town and we'll be watching the Lakers. I mean, come on, LeBron, Anthony Davis, a repeat. And of course they're number one in the preseason power rankings and rightfully so. So we'll watch them with great interest to see if they can actually be the team. Everybody expects them to be. And we'll watch that chemistry and their performance and how they manage those players over the course of this upcoming year, which is going to be a challenging year. It's going to be a COVID year and it's going to be challenging for everybody. So can the uh, Lakers be who everybody hopes they will be? We're going to be watching the Raptors as well. This is going to be an interesting one, much like we watched the Blue Jays in Major League Baseball season. Um, Not so much because we're interested in how the team performs or particular players on the team, though there was lots to watch there, but most importantly because they were in a temporary home. And now we find the Raptors shifting to Tampa as a temporary home for this season because that cross-border travel just isn't going to be possible, at least early in the season. Will that change later in the season? We'll wait and see, depending how the vaccination rollout goes and how safe everybody's feeling. But either way, the Raptors will not be at home. And no matter how you look at it, there are advantages to playing at home. Huge advantages. Now, across the league, the home crowd advantage isn't going to be much of an issue, I don't think, at least early in the season with this COVID and the facility shutdowns, limited fans probably, and for the most part, no fans. 
So that's not going to be a real game changer for any team. But being on your home turf is a big deal, believe it or not. And whether your families are there, whether you live there, there's so many benefits to going home and having a homestand. Um, and the Raptors won't have that. They're going to have a temporary home. We'll see how Tampa embraces them. This is a huge opportunity for Tampa. What an incredible sports town Tampa has become. It's like a sports mecca right now. They're getting the Raptors, a really, really good team. And let's face it, the one thing we're watching with the Raptors as a team is their defense. They might be the strongest defensive team in the league. And we all know that Nurse is a defensive coach. So um, we'll see how they fare there. But the Tampa community, boy, oh boy, I, I just want to move there just for the sports now. Leave alone the beaches and the weather and spring training and everything else that goes on there, the golf. Um, listen, they've got the lightning. Great NHL hockey, like some of the best. The Rays, making it to the World Series last year. Kevin Cash and the boys, just done a great job. Go see a great ball game with a great team. Now you've got the Raptors coming to town. Let's go. Come on, it's a sporting mecca down there. And of course, Brady and the Bucks are holding their own. One of our top NFL teams to watch this year. Oh, Tampa, let me tell you, hot spot, man. And not just because of the weather, but uh, we'll be watching the Raptors with great interest. Okay, hey, to wrap this up really quickly, and there's a lot of things we're going to be watching, and we'll expand on this more as the season gets rolling, but our number one team to watch, and probably the number one storyline, at least for us, we're watching the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, Kevin Durant coming back. Will he be the Kevin Durant of past? Maybe. Could it be? He comes back even better? I think so. That's my call, and we're going to watch with great interest. Kyrie Irving, and of course, Steve Nash as the coach. Love Steve Nash as a player. Loved him with Basketball Canada and everything he's all about. And now as a coach, can he control the chemistry on that team and steer that team to NBA high performance? You know, we've seen a lot of ex-players get into administration and coaching, and there's been epic failures. Epic, epic failures. Steve Nash, though, boy, just knowing him the way we know him through the media and everything that he does, the way he presents himself, the way he played the game, his story for crying out loud. Inspiration to everybody in basketball and beyond. I'm wishing them the best of luck. I want them to be so successful for a number of reasons, but we're going to watch with great interest because I truly believe if there's a lot to learn from any team in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the epicenter of performance interest, at least for us. Let us know what you think. Write to us again. Let us know what you're watching in the NBA. If you're an NBA fan, even if you're not, is there anything there that intrigues you? We'll talk about it on the show. Heck, we'll get you on the show. Let's talk about your interests. But we will be watching the Brooklyn Nets as our number one story, all right? So uh, NBA, here we come. Very, very excited. The NHL's right around the corner. I think they're working out their dates right now, training camps. We're looking for a mid-January start, which is fantastic. Quick turnaround, just like the NBA. There's going to be a lot to watch there, and we'll talk about that as well. And, of course, you know, the World Junior uh, IIHF, the International uh, Hockey Federation, the World Junior Championships are kicking off in Edmonton over the holidays here. And, again, that's another important – we talked about it last week – another important sporting event that we're watching with great interest because it is going to have implications for every international sporting event moving forward, how they handle this, the success. And they've already had some COVID issues. So um, lots of cool things going on in sport, but the NBA, here we come, ladies and gentlemen, so much fun. All right. Hey, before we cut out for a break and get to John Stevenson, it's the holiday season. And you know what that means? The crush top 10 gift ideas for the athlete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
each year we lay out our top 10 gift ideas and let's start the countdown now with number 10. Of course, an all-time favorite and something that's really, really helpful, not just for athletes, but certainly for our athletes, is a massage. The gift of a good sport massage. And one of the things to keep in mind here is a sport massage is not your regular, you know, spa, relaxing day massage. Sport massage is a brutal, functional, deep tissue management tool for recovery and performance. If you have an athlete on your gift list this year, the massage is such a great gift. It could be number one on our list. It's number 10 this year. But if you find the right person at the right price, it can really, really influence the recovery and the performance of your athletes. And if you've never had a sport massage before, listen, it's a game changer. Again, make sure when you're looking for a massage for your athlete that the person you you uh, get it from has a sport massage background. Really, really important. Such a great gift idea. That's number 10. Number nine, a smartwatch. The smartwatches today, they're like mini computer labs, mini performance labs on your wrist. And the numbers and the data that we're now able to get, even for the recreational athlete, is incredible. It's the same data that we're using for most of our pros. Now, we have to make sure that the data and the information is being used properly. We can't chase numbers. Use them as a guide. Use them as a reference. Use them as encouragement. But don't get caught up in the numbers. It's one of the downside of some of these feedback systems. But it can also be very motivating and it can be a great guide as to where you're at and how you're performing day to day. So smartwatches, listen, they're great. And there's so many brands out there and they can be very affordable. And depending on what you feel your athlete needs, uh, there's lots of options out there for you. All right. Number eight, super feet. They're an insole for your shoe, your boot, your ski boot, your skate. And they're fantastic. They're very, very affordable. But, you know, when we look at performance and the importance of movement in sport, our interaction with the ground is one of the most important things when it comes to really, really enhancing performance outcomes for any athlete. And from the ground up, your performance really relies on your interaction with the ground. And there's such great data on shoes and you have the simplistic side and barefoot running data that's now available. And some of the research is very, very intriguing, right up to the most sophisticated, corrective, you know, uh, running and shoe wear that's out there. But in the middle, um, you need to find out what works for you. And the great thing about Superfeet is you can put it anywhere, but it really, really corrects your feet. If we get your feet corrected, we can really uh, maybe avoid a lot of issues in terms of injury, but we can also enhance performance. So if you have somebody who's having foot issues or maybe not even foot issues, but I would investigate something like this. And Superfeet is number eight this year. Number seven, with the shutdown, training at home, and even with the weather swings, you know, one of the simple, affordable training tools that you can get your hands on is an indoor bike trainer. Even for our running athletes, there's periods of the year and periods of the training cycles where we try to limit ground impact, just from the impact standpoint. Trying to limit it while we try to still train cardiovascular. And most of our athletes have their own bikes. The great thing about the indoor bike trainer is you hook your bike up to the trainer and you could train in the comfort of your home. Incredibly affordable, easy to use, and incredibly effective. So uh, the bike trainer, indoor bike trainer, number seven. Number six, the final one for today. We'll do our top five next week. But number five, something a little more fun, table hockey. You know the old table hockey games where you have the little twisters on the end, the little rods, and you move your man up and down? Just so much fun. I remember it as a kid, and we've gotten away from that stuff. Everything's so screen-based now. Getting these games like a foosball table or, you know, the, the table hockey table. I just love these gifts and they're so much fun. It's a game. Don't get me wrong. 
but what a great way to interact with people around you. So, hey, there you go. That's the start of our top 10. Next week, we will finish off our top five and give some of our uh, honorable mentions as well. So away we go into the holiday season, everybody. And if you have other ideas, let us know. Again, write to us, crushperformance.com. Info at crushperformance is the email. Coming up after this, a very, very important conversation. We'll talk with John Stevenson, sports psychology specialist, about things we can do right now to maximize our performance and deal with the stress and anxiety of these COVID shutdowns we're seeing across the board. It's coming up right after this on Crush Performance, everybody. Stick around. This episode of Crush Performance is brought to you by our good friends at Exogun. Exogun is a portable and powerful handheld massage device for high-impact recovery and low-impact deep tissue massage. If you suffer from muscle tension, tightness, or body aches that don't seem to go away, or if you're looking for relief and recovery after a long day or an intense workout, you should try the Exogun. The Exogun uses percussive therapy to boost muscle function and accelerate recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Revive muscles, boost blood circulation, and release soreness so you can recover faster and not let pain get in the way of your daily activities. The Exogun has become an important tool in our recovery strategies, and we're not only using it after training and competition, we're using it between sets and as part of our activation and preparation phase to get ready for action. I've been using it before and after my workouts, before and after my long rides, and also before and after hitting the ski hill. It's been great, but I've also discovered something else. I've been using the Exogun about two hours before bedtime. Yeah, it helps me recover, but it really helps me relax, and I'm finding it helps me sleep better. And if you know anything about crush performance and our priorities, sleep is our number one priority for human performance. Anything that can help us sleep better and recover better helps us perform better. So here's what we want to do, and just in time for the holidays. If you have an athlete on your gift list this holiday season, or whether you want to gift yourself, you could save up to 15% off the current sale price. That's up to $460 off your order. Just go to www.exogun.com backslash crush and get 15% off the current sale price. And for a limited time only, your Exogun will come with four interchangeable hand attachments and a free carrying case. Again, go to www.exogun.com backslash crush, that's crush with a K, and get 15% off the current sale price. Treat your body right with enhanced recovery and relaxation with the Exogun. You're listening to Crush Performance, your weekly source for sport performance and athletic development information. Get the Crush blogs, podcasts, and performance links at crushperformance.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Crush Performance, everybody. I am Jeff Crushell. If you want to get in touch with us, reach out. Crushperformance.com is the website. Sign up for the podcast, newsletter, get all the information. Let us hook you up with the world of performance. You can also write to us. Info at Crush Performance is the email. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Crush and search out Crush Performance for Instagram, YouTube, and of course, Facebook. Okay, well, the challenging times continue. Most of the world is finding itself back into major lockdown situations due to the COVID pandemic, and it's challenging for everybody. We need to make sure we protect our vulnerable populations. We need to absolutely support our frontline medical workers and everybody's out there trying to help the sick get better and help other people stay healthy. At home, we have to take care of our families and we have to really keep an eye on our kids because this is tough times for our children. There's no question about that. We know it for a fact. But at the end of the day, we really have to take care of ourselves. Really have to take care of ourselves here. And there's strategies for doing that. Because if we take care of ourselves first, 
then we can go on and help everybody else around us. And that feeds down the line and it feeds down the line. It's really important to arm ourselves with strategies in these troubled times for dealing with adversity, stress, anxiety, because those are all real. You're not alone. And if you're not feeling it, support the people around you. For our athletes, oh boy, what a troubled time this is. Missing entire competitive seasons, training facilities closed, not getting the coaching they would normally get. We, of course, if you listen to the show, have been trying to encourage everybody to look at this as a huge opportunity. And what we've been doing is we've been trying to break it down into really digestible chunks. We've been trying to break it down into manageable time frames. And right now, let's look at a four-week window because I think for the most of the world heading into the new year, that takes us into early January right now. Um, that's a tangible time frame. And if we all sort of mark down four weeks in our calendar, what do you want to accomplish over this four weeks? And how are you going to go about doing that? A great, great conversation last week with Manny Schmidt, certified NHL player agent, CFL player agent, and founder of Link Management. And again, Manny in the sporting world has dealt with it at every single level. And they're dealing with some players going into the performance bubble at the World Junior Hockey Championships in Edmonton. Um, A real important competition globally, by the way. Uh, But hearing Manny and the strategies they're using with their athletes was incredibly helpful. And thanks for all the notes you guys have sent in over this last week. Really encouraging to hear that, you know, some of that conversation is helping you out. And I also like some of the ideas that you shared with us. Well, today I wanted to carry on that conversation because this is a very important topic right now. And on the other side of this COVID thing, because it's coming to an end, everybody, listen to me carefully. This will be over. And everything we learn and practice and do in these troubled times can really help us out when we start cruising along on the other side of this thing. And I wanted to continue the conversation today with John Stevenson, sport psychology specialist from Zone Performance. John, listen, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts and ideas during these troubling times. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Well, listen, you and I spoke uh, quite extensively uh, during the first shutdown that COVID uh, forced upon everybody here. And when I talk about shutdown, certainly our lives were affected across the board. Businesses, we now see the impact as we're well into this thing. Um, But our main concern was the sporting world and the absence of minor sports for all these kids who are so passionate and for those kids who have sort of identified sport as, as part of their personal identities, right? It's a big deal. Well, here we are again, uh, well into the COVID madness and uh, a second shutdown of minor sports. And I think it's just a worthy time to maybe have a conversation about, you know, what people should be thinking about during these tough times, Johnny, because it's not easy for the, for the kids who are missing their sport or the parents who are trying to support those kids. Absolutely, Jeff. And you and I have talked a lot about this. Uh, You know, one of the factors that determines how we feel at any given time is, what are we thinking about? What are we focusing on? And when I really talk about that with my clients, it's if I'm thinking about or focusing on things that I don't have any direct control over, well, this is where we might run down that slippery slope. We, you know, For some athletes, it could be depression. For some athletes, it could be anxiety, the what-ifs. And for other athletes, it could be just you know frustration, anger. And so one of the things, I know it sounds kind of cliche-ish or flippant, but control the controllables. And, you know, the COVID is probably, for all of us, you know, whether we're an athlete or not, is one of the biggest uncontrollables 
that we've ever experienced in our life. And again, one of the things I often remind my clients is that we don't have control over the uncontrollables, but we definitely have control over how we choose to respond to those uncontrollables. And I mean, for me, the best definition I've ever heard of mental toughness was by a basketball coach named Dina Evans. And Dina talked about mental toughness is what you choose to focus on. So during these difficult times, we may not be on the playing surface, but that doesn't mean we can't train. And in fact, in my personal opinion, um, I've had clients where they, you know, they had an injury. Like I had one of my NHL goalies this year had an injury, wasn't on the ice for five weeks. And in that time, you know, he, he really worked on the other facets of his game and ended up actually coming back even better than he was before, you know, not being on the playing, playing surface. So that's the one thing I think it's, um, you know, obviously injury, uh, lack of playing time. Well, yes, it's different, but in a lot of ways, it's not different than what we're experiencing right now. Yeah, I know. And that is so, so important. You know, I really do like this and this is the conversation we need to have right now, Johnny. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, controlling the controllables and you, if you haven't heard that sort of mantra before that ideology, it is all powerful. And, and, and this goes well beyond sport. I mean, we have young people in drama in music, everybody's impacted here, Johnny. And, and, you know, controlling the controllables is, is really important. Sitting down and making that list is re- is really, really valuable as well. What do you control? And much like your hockey player, that is a great story. And, and that's, that's sort of some proof in the pudding here. You know, uh, in our Kids of COVID series a, a while back, we had some really, really deep discussions on what this uh, sports shutdown meant. And you're right, on the other side of this, there could be a massive advantage because we're not playing games and we're not over competing and jamming our schedules. It's a massive opportunity to get better. And we sort of coined it the COVID technical advantage. Could there be an advantage on the other side? So, you know, for people oh, to sort of... Hey, Johnny, for people to sort of, you know, really harness that idea of control the controllables, uh, what are some steps they can take to really make that a real thing? Well, it, it's funny you ask, Jeff, because I had a, a Bantam AA goalie that I was working with uh, from Minnesota yesterday. And you and I have talked a lot about this, and you have it in your book. I, I describe training like the performance wheel. I draw it literally like a circle. And you, in each of these quadrants, you have the physical skills, you have the technical skills, you have the tactical, you have the mental, and then the hub of the wheel is your lifestyle, your your sleep, your nutrition, your hydration, uh, minimizing screen time. So for me, one of the things I really encourage clients to do is, okay, we can't do the technical. Um, in some ways, we can. I mean, I've seen a lot of goalies go and purchase synthetic ice and other athletes doing all this you know, technical training you know, via at home. But that doesn't mean we can't work on the physical quadrant and we can't work on the, the, the tactical, which I call the, the, the sports IQ and the mental skills. And a lot of the times, again, like I go back, Jeff, one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, since becoming an oxygen advantage instructor is you, you've all talked about this over and over again on your program, the, the importance of sleep. And so, for example, just breath work, learning proper breathing. If you're breathing in and out of your mouth while you're sleeping at night, you're not getting a good, deep, restorative sleep. 
Well, what's going to happen if you go to the gym the following you know, morning or do your workouts at home or you're working on the cognitive perceptual training or you're doing the work, the mental training? Well, if you're not getting that good, deep, restorative sleep, then that's going to impact your ability to focus and it's going to impact your ability to regulate your emotions. So a simple thing like Jeff, learning, and, and people think this is crazy when I say this, but learning the proper pillars of breathing, breath work. And we have this time now where we can go and spend time really working on various different breathwork techniques. And, you know, the oxygen advantage, for example, the exercises, when it's all said and done, you know, on a daily basis, they're really encouraging people to do 30 to 45 minutes of breathwork. Now, maybe when we were playing, we would have never had that time to devote to that. But now we, we, we have that downtime. Well, let's maximize it. It doesn't mean we like, you know, no one, no one that I'm aware of, you know, is liking the opportunity of, you know, not playing, but they can really use this time to to really work on parts of the game that maybe they would have never had a chance had they been, you know, playing right now, if that makes sense. Oh, it totally makes sense. And it goes right back to uh, the, the injury time, taking taking advantage of, of injury time. You know, there's two ways to go about that. You can let it get you down and, and you could have that negative attitude when you get injured, or you can look at it like, okay, boom, I'm down, not playing. Let's take advantage of it and come back even better than you were before. We're talking with John Stevenson, sports psychology specialist at zone performance. Uh, you could check out his great stuff at zoneperformance.ca. Johnny, this is a powerful conversation. You know, the breathing side you know, it's funny because it's just part of who we are and what we do from the second we're born. Um, it's just something that happens automatically to find out and realize. And, you know, the science now is really pointing to it that how you breathe and different types of breathing can be so advantageous is actually quite exciting to me. And, you know, when we look at these sort of classic breathing patterns that we're looking at people practice it to practice, and it can vary. If you go through the process, it can vary from person to person, but it can really impact not only how we operate physically, but also how we operate mentally. So for heart rate variability, and again, you've had conversations with Dr. Leah Lagos and Dr. Penny Werthner, um, you know, and Ina Kazan, Dr. Ina Kazan. So one of the breath techniques is doing heart rate variability. And, you know, one of the things we also talk about that state management triangle, well, we talked about one thing that determines how we feel at any given time is what we're thinking about and what we're focusing on. A second component to that, Jeff, is our physiology. You know, how we're, how are we moving? How are we breathing? How are we walking? And so, you know, breath work is one of the most powerful, quickest ways that we can influence our state. So a lot of the kids that I'm working with right now, they do, they have a lot of anxiety, you know, the what ifs, um, you know, what's going to happen? Well, one of the reasons why I love breath work is literally we learn how to manage our thoughts and feelings. It's not that we don't have thoughts and feelings, Jeff, about what's going on, but we can make better choices, better responses to those thoughts and feelings. And little cliche that I use is you can have a thought and a feeling without that thought and feeling and having you. So, you know, like the breath work, and I teach a whole variety of breath work, some to, you know, get us more pumped up, others to get us more calmed down. You know, you're learning to manage your internal, you know, internal state, your ideal performance state. And, 
the one thing with the breath work that I've really learned over the last, you know, two years practicing the Wim Hof method, the oxygen advantage is one, Jeff, we learn how to get out of our head. So you've heard me use the metaphor of think of your focus like a flashlight. So I don't care if you're a football player, soccer player, lacrosse, hockey. One, we want to keep the flashlight of our attention on the playing surface. Two, the best athletes in the world can get that flashlight to go to broad to narrow, broad to narrow as quick as possible. And that's where, you know, the cognitive perceptual training kicks in. But the third component is when we go play, we just want to play. We want to see, read, and react. But if our flashlight of attention is on our head because we're focusing on our thoughts, well, guess where our flashlight is not? It's not on the playing surface. And so, so through breath work, mindfulness, we can learn how to get out of our head. And that's one of the benefits of breath work. But the other key component, Jeff, is, and this is right down your area, the physiological side of things, is we can get more blood flow to the brain and to the to the muscles. Well, now, when you're getting more oxygen to the brain and more oxygen to the muscles, the, the benefits of that alone, and this is, again, like where we've actually seen athletes where they're injured, they've practiced this type of breath work, and then when they come back, they're actually stronger than they were before their injury. And so, again, there's a series of exercises that kids could, you know, anybody could be doing right now. Business people could be doing at home to really strengthen their brain so that they're more alert and their cognitive capacities, their memory, their focus can all improve. And that's just, you know, on the mental side, you have breath work, you have mindfulness, you have mental rehearsal, uh, biofeedback and neurofeedback, as you've had numerous conversations in the last little while. Well, one of the things about neurofeedback and biofeedback in light of COVID, people can do this training now at home, Jeff. They don't even have to come to our office. They can literally, there's home units where they can do this training remotely and really get the benefits of biofeedback and neurofeedback. Yeah, and that was my point. You know, just to think that breathing alone could have such a massive impact, not just on your physiology, like how your body works, uh, but also on your mental status and, and then the neural side, the cognitive side of everything in so many different ways. It's exciting. And it goes well beyond sport, as you mentioned, Johnny, you know, and, and for people who, who might be interested in doing this, which frankly should be everybody, every, if everybody did this or learned how to do this, uh, you know, we would have, we would have a major impact. We would make a major impact just on, on our everyday you know, I guess wellness, just our everyday status, leave alone sport yep. performance, because you and I have both seen how powerful this is in, ter in terms of sports. So, so that's a, that's a fascinating thing to me. And that's also, you mentioned the technology that's helping us with the bio neurofeedback. And, you know, I'm pretty passionate about the technology that's now allowing us to do this because we're on the cusp of a new age of understanding when it comes to physiology and the, the psychology and putting those things together. But Johnny, uh, being able to control this in such a simple strategy is breathing. This is something everybody can do right now. Absolutely. And that's that's one of the things, like the physiological and the, the mental benefits of learning how to consciously manip your, manipulate your breath. I mean, again, this can have a huge impact on the quality of our sleep. This can have a huge impact on the quality of just our mental health because, again, we're going to have the stress response, Jeff, right now, yeah. right? 
So how can we learn how to manage that stress response even more, more powerfully? And, you know, and again, you're talking about technology. Well, I know, again, this may sound strange, but this morning, prior to our conversation, Jeff, I did the Cognizance NeuroTracker. Um, you know, for me, it was just a great moment to, you know, I can do it out of the convenience of my home. Um, that's one of the things all the cognitive perceptual companies around the world, whether it be Synaptic, NeuroTracker, Visual Edge, a lot of these programs now where you could only do it at a, at a performance center, now you can do these programs at home. And when you're training your brain and training your eyes to process things more efficiently, um, now all of a sudden your decision making dramatically improves, your peripheral improves. And the one thing how breathwork ties into this, Jeff, is one of the, the great benefits of cognitive perceptual training is that if you get one wrong, like say you're you're doing a, a you know a, a cognitive perceptual exercise and you're getting it wrong. Well, one of the things now, if you're getting frustrated, your flashlight's on your head and it's not on the screen. Plus, you, when we get into that stress response, we get mental and visual tunneling. Well, if you're doing a, you know, a peripheral exercise like the NeuroTracker, well, one of the great benefits of this program is it teaches you how to be poised. It teaches you how to be calm, how to let go. Because if you don't let go, it's going to become a vicious cycle where the next, instead of just one, you know, one mistake or one, you know, not getting it correct, it can be five or 10. And so one of the great things is when you do these programs, you learn how to stay poised and how calm. And this is how the breath work can really make a huge influence and, 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 the clients that we work with can really see dramatic results right away. And, and so you can do breath work and cognitive perceptual training at the same time. And then, and then, and then, you know, match those up and coordinate those two. So they're working together and that's where you start learning how to control it, use it in the real world as well. Johnny, I really like the analogy of the flashlight. That is something I think everybody can relate to, you know, you can broaden that uh, beam, you can narrow it down, hyper-focus it, but when it's pointed at you, you're not seeing the field, you're not seeing what's out there. That is a powerful analogy. I really do like that, Johnny. Well, and that's basically my program, Jeff. Real simple is one, at the end of the day, is we have to keep our flashlight on the playing surface. If we're allowing our flashlight to go up into the stands or onto the bench or um, allowing, you know, for some athletes, their flashlight literally goes to a different place. Um, for other athletes, their their flashlight literally goes into a different time zone. So the first thing is just becoming aware that we have to keep our flashlight on the playing surface. And the second thing, again, this is a trainable skill, like you said, Jeff, where we can have that flashlight go from broad to narrow, broad to narrow, whether you're a volleyball player, basketball, baseball, these are, and more and more of these, you know, elite teams around the, the world are using this technology. And the great thing, Jeff, is you can actually um, see it. It's tangible. And then the flashlight, again, this is where a lot of you know athletes don't realize is if we're focusing on our thoughts, whatever those thoughts may be, Jeff, whether it's you know uncontrollables, whether it's technical thoughts, well now, you know, again, our flashlight is pointing on our head. And this is what the, the third part of our program is teaching clients to get out of their head so that they're just seeing reading and reacting and just like their technical skills this is a skill and 
you know, generally speaking, Jeff, I mean, and, and I'd ask you, like, if you're working with a, a client on the physical side, am I correct in saying it might take about three months to really, really see the benefits of that, those physical exercises? Would that be correct? Uh, yeah, depending on the outcome and depending what our goals and objectives are. Yeah, there's a time frame there for sure where you actually see tangible, you know, uh, output sort of results for sure. Right. And, and, and I equate it, you know, I mean, you're not going to go into the gym one time and see this massive change in your body. And it's the same thing with the mental skills. Um, you know, we don't know when this is all going to settle down, right. but we, we've actually seen people within three months, Jeff, three months, you know, substantially improve their, their, their vision and their, the movement time and reaction time. You know, in, in it, like, for example, a goalie, you know, their reaction time might be 0.75 and now it's 0.50. And you're going, that doesn't sound like a big difference, but that's that's the difference between making a save and not coming up with the save. And the great thing about this is it's it's in the past, sports psychology had this kind of thing where it was intangible. Well, more and more now, you know, if we're doing mindfulness, we can use technology where we can literally monitor the brainwaves. So we, it, it's not so intangible anymore. We, it, we can actually, and it's great because the athletes can actually see, you know, how they're influencing their body physiologically. Like even just breath work, they can see how they're controlling their heart rate. They can see how they're controlling their skin conductance, their emotional reactivity. You know, they can see that their temperature is improving. Well, why is that such a big thing? Well, now they're seeing that they're increasing their blood flow to their muscles. So they're not going to get so delayed, you know, like they're going to delay the onset of fatigue. They're not going to be as breathlessness, um, you know, when they get back, you know, when, the, you know, play resumes. So there's, that's the one thing that I'm really excited about in our field is I think in the next decade, more and more of this um, through technology, they're going to, you know, the client can see those tangible results where they may have not seen it, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I agree. It's an incredibly exciting time for human performance. We're talking with John Stevenson, sports psychology specialist at Zone Performance. Again, you could check them out at zoneperformance.com. If you have questions or you want to get in touch with John, reach out to him there. Um, Johnny, you know, the one thing, you know, just thinking about our conversation here today and all of the hardships everybody uh, are experiencing through this COVID time, especially now that we're back in sort of a, a, an isolation type of a scenario, um, you know, all this stuff certainly has performance implications for our athletes. And that is not even up for question. We've seen the magic of this and how powerful it really is once athletes at any level get into it. But also, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, um, how about how about downtime, taking advantage of your downtime? So not just for performance and for athletes, but uh, I know for a fact this has, has served me well just in the frustrations of what do I do now? Like, you know, okay, man, I'm sick and tired of watching Netflix. I don't want to be in front of my computer anymore. And, you know, I'm, I, I don't even have the desire. This is, you know, from, from me personally, I'm not reading as much as I did at the start of this. I've sort of lost that edge to really, okay, expand my knowledge and read as much. Um, but these types of exercises, again, maybe what I'm trying to say is, uh, not only do we see the performance results from this, you know, focusing on the positives and the controllables and setting up a plan, but it's empowering as well. And that in and of itself can be really helpful. Well, I think, you know, the first step that I really like with this Bantam AA goalie yesterday, we literally went through each quadrants, the five areas of the wheel. 
And I think this is actually this downtime that you're talking about, Jeff. This is a time to to self-reflect and have that self-awareness and maybe reevaluate, um, you know, where where you are right now. And if there's things that you really want to improve, I, I've seen um, over this, you know, COVID, you know, time since March where, you know, kids were really, they've radically changed their diet. They've radically changed their sleep patterns. Um, you know, I, I offer them a, a challenge. I'd like to say this is my idea, but there's a, a former Navy SEAL, David Goggins. And one of the things that he has this little phrase, do something every day that sucks. Um, and so I've been offering the kids, you know, kids this challenge where, you know, do something every day, whether it be around the house, whether it be with your physical training, whether it be met your mental training. So it could be like academic. You know, I've had so many amazing things where they, again, the way we're looking at this, they've reframed it as this is a great challenge. This is a great opportunity rather than, a you know, a setback um, where, okay, I'm going to, you know, I don't want to do my math homework, but I'm going to do my math homework. I really didn't want to do my physical, my body weight workouts today, but I did it. And what I've seen through this, Jeff, is that a lot of the kids are learning that they are in control of their mind, not their mind in control of them. So a little thing like that, like just doing something every day that sucks and, you know, like, I, it's amazing. Like I didn't want to clean the dog poop in the backyard, <laughs> but, but I did it. And, and what I love what David mentioned on his videos. I mean, this guy's a ultra marathoner. I mean, this guy has done amazing feats, but the thing that really resonated with me, what he said was, it's not about the running. It's not about the swimming, the biking or any of that. It's about you being in control of your mind. And so I, I've had so many kids where, you know, like, um, yeah, I didn't want to go to bed early, but I did it, you know, and, and it, it's that learning about themselves. And, you know, he calls it the three H's, you know, honesty, humility, and hard work. And what I've seen is a lot of the kids in this downtime have really taken a look, not just at themselves as an athlete, but as a person and, and step back. And said, yeah, this is this is really where I want to go. And these are things that I want to do. So, you know, in the downtime, like, and again, Jeff, like I, I've had a lot of people, he, he mentions on the video where, you know, if you swim every day, go bike, go do things like, so I've had athletes where snowshoeing. So, hey, let's go do it. Like, so you let cross country skiing. I've never done cross country skiing. Let's, and, and so they've gone and find you know, new things that they never would have ever tried before. And that's where they've learned about who they are as a person, as an athlete. They're, they're learning different creative ways and fun ways to to take advantage of um, maybe this downtime, if that makes sense. Oh, man, so, so good. And I love everything about that, you know. And there, there are so many people out there now sharing great information, whether it's from their own experiences or or uh, through practices such as you guys there at Zone Performance. Such good stuff. Hey, Johnny, earlier you mentioned uh, the wheel. So for our audience who aren't familiar with the wheel and what it's all about, maybe you could just give us a quick a quick setup of that so maybe there's a little more context as to what you were saying there. Sure. So imagine, Jeff, I've drawn a circle on a piece of paper, and then I've drawn this, the you know, I've divided the, the, the circle into four quadrants. So we all know, this is just my opinion, and I know you've shared this a lot, is I think there's four big areas, you know, 
to really become the best athlete you can be. There's the physical skills, there's the technical skills, there's the tactical, and then there's the mental. And what I really encourage, as much as I'm a sports psychologist, I don't put the mental more important than the physical. I don't put the technical more important than the tactical. We have to have a balanced approach to our training. And what I've seen just over the years, Jeff, is a lot of athletes have really you know, worked on the top two parts of the wheel, the physical and the technical, but they've never spent any time on the bottom two parts of the wheel. And what I'm encouraging people to do is literally think of it like a wheel of a car. If one part of the wheel is bigger than the other, then how well is it going to roll? And so we really want to have a balanced approach. And again, for me, um, a lot of my athletes who have never ever even heard about the cognitive or the mental, this has been a great time for them to go really work on those two, you know, bottom parts of the wheel. Now, the other big component to this is what I call the hub of the wheel. So again, you know, if the hub of the wheel comes off (laughs) on a car and we're going down highway two, (laughs) we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And so again, as much as I'm a mental coach now, I believe that the the hub of the wheel is the most critical. Now, what what is the hub? Sleep, nutrition, water. It's amazing. Going back to what we said, like uh, a lot of the kids have been introduced to the idea. And I know, Jeff, you've had numerous shows on this hydration, right? Like how much, like a lot of the, the, the athletes have no idea how much, you know, proper hydration can have an influence on their performance, their brain functioning. And so um, this, I've had a lot of our clients like, and I hate to say it, Jeff, but you know, the other downside is, you know, screen time. I've seen a lot of our athletes because of this downtime, I've had a tendency sometimes move to maybe move, move more towards screen time. And then what I've helped to help them to realize is just how much that's a real dangerous, slippery slope in terms of what it does to brain functioning, um, you know, and we could spend a show just on, you know, digital heroin and screen time and and all of that. But when I look at the wheel, I really get athletes to sit down and look at each quadrant of the wheel. You can't do everything, but maybe pick one thing in each quadrant. You know, maybe it's your core that needs to get better or your upper body. Technically, you know, talk to your coach. What are some things? that technically that you really could, you know, really work on in this downtime. And then the cognitive perceptual, like Jeff, there's, and you, you're familiar with it, concentration grids. You know, you can, you can, you can contact our office. I can direct you where the concentration grid, grids are and they're free. They don't cost a cent, Jeff. And the great thing is I can show you four different ways how you can use these grids to get that flashlight to go from broad to narrow, broad to narrow. So, and again, simple things like breath work, simple things about how you can use your breath in the morning, how you can use your breath at night to influence how you're feeling at any given time. So that's what I really encourage athletes to do is look at these five big areas and really get honest with themselves. And sometimes, you know, you might want to have a parent or a friend or your coach, someone who's going to really sit down and be honest with you, not judgmental but but be honest with you and and this is this downtime this is where we can take that time to do the the self-awareness the self-reflection and i i've seen it jeff in these these last eight nine months 
where athletes are actually even better. Like they're, they're way better, um, you know, in terms of their athletic ability, but just overall their mental health and them as a person is dramatically improved by using this performance wheel as a framework. Yeah, sure. Their perceived wellness, their moods are all better. And that, uh, that's the holistic approach. We're talking with John Stevenson, sports psychology specialist at Zone Performance. John, Johnny, did you say digital heroin? I personally believe it is, Jeff. Love because it. I love what it. What happens is to, to, you know, and I've had parents where they say, look, man, they're, they're, they're all isolated. Well, the only way they can connect is through Fortnite or, or Minecraft or, you know, the Xbox. And, and I often caution parents like, hey, would you allow your child to go over and smoke marijuana just because it would allow them to have this social connection? And they're like, absolutely not. Well, this is what this stuff can do because especially if there are children and adults out there that have, um, you know, ADHD and there's a lot of the athletic population, Jeff, that does have ADHD and ADHD brains are more vulnerable. They, um, they require that stimulation. And the problem is, is that to get that same hit, to get that same high, guess what they have to do with the screen time. Yeah, it's got to go up. You know, they have to, they have to, and it's got to go up. And this is where, you know, I've had people literally laugh at me, Jeff, but I've seen where it innocently starts off with a half an hour. And we've had clients literally come through our doors where they're doing eight to 10 hours of screen time. And what I mean, screen time, I'm talking about your phone. I'm talking about, you know, TV. I'm not saying that we eliminate it, Jeff. I'm saying, it's, it's that cliche again, everything in moderation. But I mean, just from the cognitive perceptual side of things, like the blue light off that off all of these devices, what it does to your vision, what it does to, you know, in terms of eye strain. And, and these are the things that discussions need to be, you know, brought about. And if people are not monitoring, you know, how much screen time they're doing on a daily basis, um, I think it can be a very, very dangerous road okay. to, to travel. Yeah, no, I agree. Digital heroin in relationship to screen time. Uh, it's powerful. It's kind of scary, but it's just right, man. It really got me there. I had not heard that before, uh, John, and I really do like it. So, you know, coming up in 2021, we're going to have two major themes. We're going to do all the regular crush stuff for sure. Breaking news, stories, sports to watch, storylines. We're going to do all that fun stuff for sure. But our two major themes going to 2021 are going to be the brain, uh, the brain game and talent development. Those are going to be our overlying themes. We're going to go do deep dives in both of those. But I, I am going to hold you to this. I would like to do an entire episode on on digital heroin and really get down to the science and, and really give people some some tools they can use to control it because it is out of control right now. And not that it's a bad thing, but you're right. It's just uh, a thing about moderation. And, and then Johnny, hey, hey, last thing before we let you go here, really appreciate your time today. Um, but you know, we're talking about all this investment now, uh, investment in time and effort. Uh, some of this stuff takes money and, and you know, so people are now investing for their kids, for their own performance, for themselves, for their well-being, And it's a worthy, worthy investment for sure. But along with all of this stuff that we're doing, whether it's sport in general and all this stuff on top of sport, 
there's also maybe a perceived pressure involved to be better and to get better. I think we just need to make sure also inside of this, this wheel, which I love. That's why I wanted you to explain it. I really like the wheel concept that you've developed and, and it, it really puts things um, uh, into perspective for people. And plus it's, you can see it. It's so important to be balanced throughout that whole wheel. But one of the things that I think we're really neglecting out there is the idea of just having fun, right? Yes, you all this stuff will help you get better. And, you know, some maybe a little bit more than others. And, and But at the end of the day, um, a lot of this stuff is fun too, man. Like they, I, I personally, you know, with the concentration grids, I used to print them out when I was, uh, you know, running the Blue Jays program. We used to print them out and the guys would love to have concentration grid competitions man like <laughs> we would do it we would do it about two hours before game time and guys would dig in and it would be an all-out battle it was fantastic and you talked about some of the the neurocognitive training but even some of the bio neurofeedback and the physical training it can all be fun man because at the end of the game at the end of the day um we got to have a little bit of fun too right well I, I won't mention names, Jeff, but where I really became aware of this is there were some Olympic athletes who trained so hard for four years. They got to the Olympics. They won a gold medal. And guess how they felt after they won the gold medal, Jeff? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to just throw it out here. And I'm gonna, I, I have no idea, but I'm thinking maybe um, empty, lost, um, yeah, lack of direction, it, it, maybe. There were some Olympic athletes that you'd think like they were depressed. And and I've heard this concept, Jeff, of do you achieve to be happy or do you happily achieve? And one of the things I would say is again, like I've had so many clients where they like exactly what you said, Jeff, like um they've done yoga. They never did yoga before. Or they did yoga or you know, like or they did some kind of body weight workouts that they'd never done before and in that process um they really had fun like we've had people our our, our office is open you know we have obviously all the protocols in place but they've come in and they they get on the reflection board or they get on the synaptic board or they do the neuro and they'd never done this before and they've had fun they've really enjoyed it and they've learned about a, you know a side of themselves that they never even you know it, it existed so i mean i i know for my our family like they're not we're not sports like none of our our kids are sports but you know going snowshoeing going for hikes and the you know um like just being outdoors and, and learning about things that we would have never done before and i think you you hit it right on the head jeff is this can be a time to go and try new things and and have fun just um, with no goal, like you're not even a goal to be a better athlete, but just to have fun in the moment doing these different, different things. And, and it, like you said, at the end of the day, it's, um, yeah, we, we all want to become a better athlete, but I think it's, why are we, why are we, you know, involved in sports in the first place? I know for me, I love getting shots on me, you know, as a goalie, it was just fun. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's the key thing. We, we got to have fun. And I think there's a lot of things, that we can do um, that we can really learn about ourselves and really enjoy it at the same time. 
Yeah, John, it's such a great conversation. Man, you got me inspired, my friend. Hey, listen, I know a lot of people are inspired as well, people listening in, and they're going to want to get in touch with you uh, to get in on this action. Because, listen, it's available out there, and sometimes all you need is a little direction. You are a coach. You're a sports psychology specialist. You do the clinical stuff as well. But you've really guided a lot of athletes um, through this and introduced a lot of things to them. So, so Johnny, if people want to reach out to you and all the good people there at Zone Performance, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys, even if they just want to call to say hello and maybe thank you for this conversation? Because I tell you, what comes out of these conversations that I guess don't normally, and I try to co- communicate this after the fact, but we're going to get messages from parents and athletes and coaches just saying thank you for the heads up or thank you for you know steering us in this direction. And I want to thank you for the conversation conversation for sure but if people do want to get in touch with you how can they do it johnny um they can reach us at our website zoneperformance.ca uh they can reach us uh, via phone 780-803-5646 um and our email is just zoneperformance at shaw.ca um and just if for any of the teams that if they want to do team zoom sessions um, i'm doing a lot of team zoom meeting sessions right now to introduce them to these skills of cognitive perceptual and mental so if any of the uh the teams right now or clubs that are interested in uh, maybe possibly having me come in and do a zoom meeting we we can do that right now yeah and the great thing is there's no limitations on location there man coast to coast top to bottom uh you can help them all johnny listen Really appreciate you as always and all the great work you're doing out there. This, my friend, was a fantastic conversation at a very troubling time for everybody. So um, the more that we share it, everybody, uh, maybe the more people we can help. Johnny, as always, my good friend, much appreciated. I cannot wait till we talk again. Thanks again, Nakrash. I love your show. I love all the guests. I learn a lot from you. I learn a lot from your guests. And it's just a great honor to be on your show. Thank you so much for your time today. You bet, my man. All right, John Stevenson. Fantastic stuff. So many great takeaways from that conversation, ladies and gentlemen. I love the flashlight, the focus of the flashlight. I like the idea of the heart rate variability, the breathing, the meditation side of things. And I really like the overall big takeaway message here. We have more control than we think, but you need to practice it. You need to get in there and get dirty. You need to try this and try that. You need to fine tune it. Why isn't it working? Why is it working? And if you're having trouble, write to us. We'll get back to Johnny or we'll hook you up with Johnny or one of the other experts that we've talked to over these troubled times. But I am challenging everybody right now. I'm throwing down the gauntlet, including myself here, to take a day or take a few hours and just contemplate what you want to accomplish over this holiday season with your family. Probably won't get to see a lot of friends and rightfully so until this thing's under control. We have to protect and keep everybody safe. But what do you want to accomplish over this next four weeks? Let's set ourselves up for 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Let's really do it. We're talking to every one of our athletes about this. We're doing Zoom calls with teams and organizations. We're really, really helping people understand how powerful they truly are in controlling their own destiny, especially during these troubled times. And share these thoughts with your kids, your athletes, your students, your employees. Everybody's having a tough time right now. And if you've got people who have been laid off or teams that have been shut down, set up those Zoom calls and start talking about this stuff. Man, we need to support each other more than ever right now. And 2021 is going to be fantastic. We have one more episode of Crush Performance to round out 2020 and set the stage for 2021. And next week, we're going to continue this conversation about 
things you need to be thinking about to take control and get ready. Hey, let's, let's do a four week challenge right now. Let's challenge everybody around us to take the next four weeks. Have a great time over the holidays. Let's set ourselves up for an incredible 2021. And let's take these next four weeks and start the process. Let's start practicing that imaging. Let's start practicing that breathing. Let's start paying attention to where our flashlight is pointing and what we're focusing on. Make sure it's important. Make sure it's meaningful. Let's understand what we control and what we don't control. And let's not worry about the uncontrollables. Let's be aware of them, but let's not worry about them. Let's worry about what we can control and how we're going to do it. Let's look back to learn. Let's look forward to plan and let's get after it right now, ladies and gentlemen. And let's share these messages with the people around us because I'm just telling you, such powerful stuff that we can do right now. We're going to continue that conversation next week. And we're also going to wrap up the Crush Top 10 Gift Ideas for the Athlete on your gift list. Some great, great ideas out there. And we're going to wrap that up with our Top 5 and a couple honorable mentions as well. And we're going to talk about what's coming up in 2021. Next week, the final episode of Crush Performance for 2020. Can't wait. I really hope you're going to join us. In the meantime and in between time, everybody get out there, stay safe, have some fun, and most importantly, go get better. We'll talk to you next week right here on Crush Performance. Goodbye now. Don't forget to ride. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. The issue in college football that is going to make its round on all the shows is, is Ohio State deserving. Have they played enough games? Four best, four most deserving. What is it? How is it? What should it be? You've heard me discuss. There's no real organization on the national college football level. And, you know, when I say there should be a de facto commissioner or something, I am not talking or seeking someone that will run the sport. I don't think that is the case. And, you know, Roger Goodell doesn't run the NFL, but I know people are not happy with government. At least it's not a dictatorship. And if there's one thing that can protect, at least from a governmental standpoint, and I'm not a political person and people that are more learned about politics can maybe do pros and cons. And I really appreciate not getting into it because I don't really not into it. I'm using it in an analogous way, but but when you you have a Senate, House, you know, presidency, you've you've got a lot of people involved. And if there's one thing that maybe is good potentially in colleges, you usually have a board so that you can prevent somebody from going rogue. But yet, it's much more complex and. It, it makes for some interesting decisions. And I have been a belief that college football is something that should be looked at from what's best for the entire sport. That is not the way it is. Uh, it is all for one and one for all. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.